You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Wednesday, December the 16th. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show. Lucas Smith, thanks for tuning in today, ladies and gentlemen, and every day you tune in. Always greatly appreciated. Always great talking to you guys as we move along here in December, just over the halfway point. Got 15 days left here in the month of December, and 15 days left in the month, or excuse me, in the year of 2020, which I think we can all agree is probably a good thing. So, uh, on the show today, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, talking a little bit more in depth about Andrew Kisner who, you know, could be considered a catcher of the future for the Cardinals. Maybe just a, a transition between Yachty and Herrera. I'll give my thoughts on it. Um, today's show is sponsored by the great people at Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com now and use promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. A uh, couple of great shows for those of you interested, or a great show, rather, for those interested in sports betting, uh, Locked On Bets is uh, launching today, so be sure to head over to wherever you get your podcasts and search Locked on Bets, giving you all the information you need on sports gambling and sports betting. And uh, Great partnership coming up as well in the Locked on Network. Great things happening, um, so be sure to go check them out. And as always, while you're on iTunes, give me a rate, give me a subscribe, and let me know what you, how you, what you think of the show. So yesterday, we talked a little bit about how the, the priorities might be a little bit skewed if you're a Cardinals fan and you know you might not want them to be pursuing Molina so hard or at least I thought that the um, pursuing Molina was a little bit too hard or I, I guess I talked about how the priority of bringing Wainwright and Molina back was a little high on the list for me and also talked about how the Cardinals might be moving a little bit too slowly in terms of are they making enough moves to stay competitive I thought probably not but let me know what you guys think of that show um, again for those of you who don't know locked on um, excuse me, LO underscore Cardinals is the Twitter and Instagram handle. Um, at LJ Fastball is my Twitter, and the email is lockedoncards at gmail.com. Listenership has remained up throughout the offseason, so I appreciate it. You guys are loyal. You guys are great. You guys listen every day, and I appreciate it. So uh, let's get into today's topic of Andrew Kisner. Uh, this is a guy, he is 25 years old. He'll be 26 in February. Um, 6'1", 225, drafted in 2016, made his debut in June of last year. Um, that really has done nothing but hit his entire career. Um, at the major league level, it's been tough for him to get playing time, so therefore it's been tough for him to get any rhythm. But this is a guy across the minor leagues has done literally nothing but hit. Uh, four teams across four years of the minor leagues, 2016, 17, 18, a little bit in 19. Started out in rookie ball, hit 319, 423, 492 slash line, OPS of 915. And his average has never dipped below 276, and that was in 66 games in 2019. And his on-base and selection percentage are both higher than average, than his average. So this is a guy that, that literally has done nothing but hit. In the major leagues, it's been a little bit more... Um, hard to come by in terms of playing time in 2019 he played at 18 games uh, only slash 226 293 377 um, in 2020 in, in eight games um, 
250 average, 235 on base, and 313 slugging for 548 OPS. Again, these numbers aren't everything because you got to look at playing time. Um, it's tough to accumulate stats when you're looking at um, uh, what you know, what kind of playing time you, you, you're, you're going to get. And it, it's hard to accumulate stats over eight games. Yeah, you know, there, there's no if ands or buts about that, um, and it's hard to get into a rhythm. Because especially in baseball, in my opinion, baseball is the sport that relies on muscle memory the most. You know, you could make an argument for maybe golf, but just with how in tune you have to be with your swing and how repetitive you have to be, if if you're taking even two days off, but Kisner is taking more like three, four, five, six, seven days off in between appearances, that's extremely tough to get back into rhythm. So I, I look more towards his minor league success as to why I'm excited for his major league success. I mean, he, he's a career 303 minor league hitter with 369 on base percentage, 461 slugging. This is a guy, you know, at the catching position, hitting can be hitting can be few and far between. Good hitters at the catching position can be few and far between, put it that way. So if Kishner can even hit league average at, 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 the, at the plate while catching a good game and, you know, continuing to improve like he has over the last number of years at the catching position, that's a win for St. Louis. Because like I've talked about, as much as I love Yachty, as much as I want one of the great Cardinal catchers ever to return to St. Louis, we still have to be very cognizant of the fact that that isn't a guarantee. I mean, it's nowhere close to a guarantee, especially if the reports that Mark Saxon put out last week or so about how Molina called the contract offering ridiculous, and that's nowhere close to a guarantee. (laughs) So we've got to be you know, able to look ahead in the future and be excited about what we see from Andrew Kisner. Because, you know, Ivan Herrera, 20 years old, as excited as I am about him as well, Herrera is still a couple years away. Two, if not, if not, maybe three. And that's not saying I'm looking past Kisner or overexcited for Kisner. I think I'm, I'm just excited for Kisner because of what I've seen. I think when you're looking at Cardinal catching prospects, it, you know there haven't really been that many over the last 15 years because of the great Yadier Molina. What he meant to the city, franchise team, blah, blah, blah. I've said it a thousand times. You guys are probably sick of me saying it. But when the Cardinals, in my opinion, kind of fail on Carson Kelly, because Carson Kelly, yes, he went on to hit 20-plus home runs with, with Arizona the year after the trade. and um, But I, I, I don't think anybody was too upset at losing Carson Kelly when you gained Paul Goldschmidt. And if you were upset, let me know, and we could talk about it. But I wasn't too too hurt about that because I knew that they had this kid Kisner waiting as well. You know, they they kind of had two catchers waiting in the wings, and they, they thought that Kisner would, would provide them with a little bit higher of a future, higher of a ceiling. So they dealt Kelly and Weaver and uh, Dick, another catcher as well, uh, to get Paul Goldschmidt. And I don't I didn't hear too many people complaining about losing um, losing Kelly then. Because Kelly, you know, for for as high a title as prospect as he was, I was never too high on Carson Kelly. Just because, I mean, again, I know numbers aren't everything, and you, you know, it, yeah, n- numbers aren't everything. I, I recognize that. But but that being said, I was never too impressed with Carson Kelly's numbers, and he never really hit the major league level across three seasons for St. Louis. Again, the same argument can be made for Kisner that Kelly didn't get as much playing time. He got ten games in 16, 34 and seventeen, and nineteen and eighteen. And then when he got 111 games in 2019, um, he hit 18 home runs, drove in 47 RBI, drove in 47 runs, and had an OPS of 111, which is 11 points above league average, which is something Kisner hasn't done yet. But again, Kisner hasn't gotten 111 games. 
I really think same thing that just happened with Carson Kelly. I know Kelly took a step back in 2020, but if you give Andrew Kishner consistent playing time, you're going to see the results. As I've talked about, Kisner has done nothing but hit across all of his minor league stops and stints. And we've seen brief moments of it at the major league level. It's really, really hard to get results when you're playing every other week, really, or even even every week. And Kisner has been stuck behind Yachty, and that's not, that's not the same thing bad about Yachty. Because, you know, the last two years... While Kisner's been in the major leagues, Yachty has been the, without a doubt, starting catcher. There's, I mean, well, I'm not questioning that. But what I am saying is that if you give Kisner full playing time, you give him the reins, I think you're going to see really good things. And with, with the way Molina is addressing, you might see more offensive production from Andrew Kisner that you might get from Yachty or Molina. I really think Andrew Kisner should not be frowned upon. I mean, we should not be completely heartbroken that we're going to have a loss at catcher if Molina leads, because Andrew Kisner's a great option behind the dish. I really think that. Um, so, in a moment, I'm going to, you know, kind of compare the two, because it is worth comparing. You know, like I said, that the numbers are a little bit skewed just because of the fact Kisner hasn't played as many games, and I recognize that. Numbers are not everything. I, I try to incorporate stats into this show. I try to incorporate uh, the, the eye test as well. It's hard to incorporate eye tests, though, when you just don't have that much data to go off of. So after a, a word from our great sponsor, or our show sponsor today, Built Bar, um, uh, kind of compare the two uh, over the last couple of years. So, um, But first, let, let me tell you about the wonderful, the incredible, the amazing Built Bar. Built Bar is new and improved and even more delicious than before. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. My favorite one of all of them is Cookies and Cream, which is a newer flavor. Some of their 12 original flavors are great ones, such as coconut almond, raspberry, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, orange toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. Every single one of these bars are soft and easy to chew, and they're covered 100% in chocolate. Yeah, that's right. You heard that right. A nutrient bar that's covered 100% in chocolate. But don't worry. Built Bar is still incredibly healthy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat because they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. You can go to BuiltBar.com today and write code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. I just put in an order yesterday. Go ahead and go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On for 20% off your order at BuiltBar.com. So I think we, we, we can all agree that, you know, I think most of us can agree anyways, that, that the fan in us doesn't want to see Yadi go. The, the Even just to look at looking at nostalgia purposes, looking back on all the great times Yadi's had, I know that that in itself is not a reason to keep Yadi or Molina. And when, when you're looking at the product on the field, like I've talked about, you have to take more into account, all that good stuff. But seeing Yadi go would be extremely difficult. And no matter who takes his spot, whoever... Whoever takes over his spot is going to have a tough time. I mean, it's like whoever the, the, the Didi Gregorius taking over short, for shortstop with, with Jared Jeter, and Didi did a nice job, but that that is almost an impossible role to fill. It was David Robertson who took over for Mariano Rivera whenever he retired. It was like Alan Craig taking over at first base whenever Albert left. That was a tough role to fill, and Craig did that pretty well for for, for two years. So wh- whoever it is, whether it's Kisner whether we're 
we're, we're, we're dreaming on Mr. Real Muto, whoever, whoever it is, we have to realize that it's going to be a very tough task, a very tall task. You know, maybe you can replace the offensive production a little easy, easier, um, but the, the intangible factors will not will never be replaced, really, to be quite honest with you. No one is going to have that kind of relationship with the fans. No one, I, I don't think anybody's going to, you know, hit it off with the fans as well as Molina did, at least immediately, in terms of Molina's replacement. So that, that, that in and of itself is going to be a tall task, and you got to wonder how much is that going to weigh on the replacement, especially if it's somebody coming in brand new. Kishner might have a little bit of an easier time because we as a fan base know him a little bit. We know what we're expecting, and you know the, the, expectations, the expectations might be limited, not, not in the sense of you know we don't think Kishner will do a great job, but limited in the, in the sense of we know what we're going to get because we've seen what we're going to get at least a little bit at the minor league level. Whereas if you bring in, again, dreaming, I don't know, I, I highly doubt this will happen. If the Cardinals do bring in a JT Real Muto, the expectations are going to go just through the roof. And to be honest, Real Muto is probably not going to beat him. I mean, we, we, we saw Goldschmidt, yes, he hit 34 home runs his first year, but, I mean, he struck out a ton, average was down, and, you know, it wasn't the Paul Goldschmidt that we've seen in the past with a 300-plus hitter, 30-plus home runs, 100-plus RBIs. Yes, the 30-plus was there. I know that. But I just think that with Kisner, the expectation might be a little bit more realistic just because we've seen it a little bit more. <clears throat> Excuse me. So when, when you're looking at um, Yadier Molina versus Andrew Kisner, what I did, I went on baseballreference.com and I compared 2019 to 2020 because those are the only two years that, that Kisner has. Um, again, the quantity of, of games is immense. <laughs> Molina from 2019 to 2020 played 155 games. Kisner, a minuscule 26. And the OPS is not as dis- different as you might think. Yachty does have the slight edge of 698. Kisner is 642. OPS plus was only a 15-point difference. Molina was higher in a- with an 85, and Kisner was lower with a 70. But if you're looking at just 2020 then the, the, the gap gets a little bit closer. Again, I know Kisner played a lot less games, but looking at the OPS Plus in, or sorry, in 2019, it gets a little bit closer. My fault. I've got a couple different tabs open and stats open. So if you're looking at just 2019, uh, Kisner playing 18 games, the OPS Plus is just a difference of 11. Um, and the, the slugging is just a 20-point difference. So I, I really think, you know, obviously when you're comparing the two stats... Yes, Molina's going to have the slight edge. And just because of the quantity and Kisner, really, I understand that Kisner didn't really impress the major league level. I understand that. But the, the, the differences aren't that disparaging. I'm going, oh my goodness, the Cardinals are going to take a huge hit offensively if Yadier Molina leaves. Well, I mean, when you're looking at his percentile rankings, he's in the bottom fourth percentile of hard hit percentage, fourth in exit velocity. 7th in barrel, 20th in weighted on base percentage, 32nd in expected slugging, 4th in walk percentage. I mean, he's got a good whiff rate. He's in the 61st percentile there. Really good framing, 73rd percentile. But the only thing that that is in the top half of the league in terms of percentile rankings of 2020, according to Baseball Savant, is his expected batting average, which is in the 57th percentile. 
You know, his, his, his hard hit percentage is, like I said, bottom fourth of the league. Barrel percentage, 2.4%, bottom 7% of the league. A lot of blue on his baseball savant page, especially over last year or so. His K rate has always been good. That's awesome. Whiff rate has always been above average. That's great. But when you're looking more at the numbers, you, you really do realize how league average at best Molina is offensively. And that really hurts for me to say. It really, really does. Do not think I get any joy from telling you how not incredibly best catcher in baseball Yadier Molina is. Because I, I really thought he was a lot longer than other people did. But sadly, I really... We, we need to... Based on the negotiations, we might need to start thinking of the realisticness of Yadier Molina leaving. Just because... I don't know what it's going to be like. or I don't, I don't know the chances that he actually comes back anymore with the way the negotiations are going and the reports that we're seeing and we, we, that I talked about. So uh, that, that's all I got for today's show. Um, just uh, uh, it, it, it is a tough situation. It, it really is. Just with, with how much we all want Melina to stay. And if you want to hear more on the tough situation, be sure to listen to um, uh, tomorrow or y- yesterday's show uh, when I talked a little bit more in depth about that. But uh, coming up on Locked On Cardinals um, tomorrow, I'll be talking about what the starting rotation might look like. I'll probably take a little bit more in depth look on what happens with, if Adam Wainwright leaves. Um, so be sure to tune back in tomorrow with, with starting rotation talk. But until then, I will talk to you later. Stay safe, stay well, and have a great day, everybody. We'll